And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Carry on my way, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa Barty, otherwise known as Stephanie J. Barty. I hope you have had a wonderful two weeks since the last time you had me in your ears. Um, I have not. Uh, There is a reason why there was no podcast last week, and I will get into that. I had a whole podcast planned I had things that um, I was going to read to you because Remembrance Day was the day before. Um, The podcast was supposed to come out November 12th, and um, here in Canada we celebrate Remembrance Day, and I believe in the States it's called um, Veterans Day, and um, I had like a whole thing planned. And I was going to talk about it and tell you about my grandfather. Uh, none of that happened, obviously. You guys didn't get a podcast. I got a few messages um, because all we all that uh, we did was we put a post on the Facebook page um, stating that due to a death in the family, uh, Lupus Bits would return this week. Uh, so yeah, it uh, the first week was great. Um, I'm at a job where um, I'm doing physical labor. I'm uh, working with my brother-in-law's brother, Kurt. You've heard me talk about him. I worked with him in the summer at my sister and brother-in-law's doing renos. And um, the guy he's working for was looking for some extra help. So, you know, Kurt knew I could use the money and I knew how to do the job. So he gave him my number and well, here we are. So that's like, I was going to talk about all that stuff that was all going to be in there and, you know, smashing concrete and (laughs) painting stairs. Oh, it's been fun. Let me tell you. Physical labor. And I had a triumph tonight, which I will talk about in a bit. But I want to explain. Um, I'm going to go into. I want to explain why I didn't podcast last week. But I want to touch on the importance of November 11th, not just for our country, but for my family. On November 11th, um, my nephew, my third nephew, came into the world. And he was my sister's first child. And he still is my sister's first child. Um, He had kind of a harsh entry into the world. And he was hooked up to a zillion machines. He was on a cooling pad. Um, They were afraid that 
like they weren't sure if he was going to have brain damage, if he was going to be prone to seizures, um, how well he was going to bounce back, if he bounced back at all. Um, and it was rather traumatic. And he spent three days, four days, I think, in the NICU. And then um, he was transferred over to Sunnybrook. And my sister always says that November 11th is my nephew's birthday, but they didn't actually feel like parents until the 14th because that was the first time they got to hold him. You couldn't touch him. There were too many wires. And uh, they didn't want any stimulation because they didn't want to stimulate his brain. Um, what had happened is he had gotten trapped because he got big old head and my sister's got a little itty bitty pelvis and he got trapped in the birth canal. She has a very tiny birth canal, apparently. And you're not going to know this until you have a baby. You know. Um, so, yeah, he had a very traumatic entry into this world. And it was very traumatic for all of us. Um, especially for my sister and my brother-in-law. And it was Remembrance Day. November 11th, every year. Remembrance Day. So... My mom and I were praying in our own ways that, um, because my sister was rushed into an emergency C-section, and we were praying in our own ways that, you know, everything was okay, and that he was okay, and she was okay, and everything was okay. Um, and the uh, snowbirds, I do believe they were, blue angels, I don't know, planes, fighter planes, the ones that do all the tricks and everything, flew over the hospital. And we kind of knew, yeah, my papa's got him. My papa's there. My papa was in the Royal Canadian Air Force. He was a fly boy. And when they disbanded just before the end of the war, um, my grandfather re-enlisted in the army until the war ended. And... I wrote a poem for him because I was so very, very proud of his service. And it wasn't just him. It was his brothers as well and his sisters. All They all enlisted. Now, you have to understand, my grandfather comes from a family of nine. There were nine brothers and sisters. Um, there were There were five brothers and four sisters, but one of the brothers died when he was two. So... Growing up, there were four boys, four girls. But there were nine originally. And um, they all enlisted. My Uncle Don, I do believe it was, my Uncle Donnie. If you've ever read the book um, And No Birds Sang by Farley Mowat, he writes about the war and he writes about what it was like to lie in the trenches and hear the gunfire and f see your friends dying around you and he talks about his trench mates and one of his trench mates was my uncle Donnie he's mentioned in the book um, so fighting for our country and defending our country and doing what's right by our country um, is something that's very prevalent in our family 
And when Remembrance Day comes around, we take it very seriously. And to have my nephew born on that day was kind of um, surreal, for one. (laughs) And very, very cool, because it's a very special day in our family. And we knew that my grandfather would be absolutely overjoyed at the fact that my sister, the one who swore from the time she was eight, I do believe, that she was never having children. She didn't like children. Nope, not having any children of her own. And maintained that um, until we were all told at Christmas three years ago, three and a half years ago, three years, nine months ago, that she was, yes, indeed, fact, pregnant and having a baby. Um, You could have heard a pin drop for about a minute and a half after she made that announcement to do it now. So... Yeah, um, having my nephew born on Remembrance Day was very special. Now, poor little dude, everybody wants to have a birthday that they share with just themselves. It's their day, their special day, day they were born. He has to now share it with Remembrance Day, which is fine. Nobody will ever forget his birthday. But he also wants to share it with his cousin, who is um, a year younger. Yeah, a year younger than he is. Um, Kurt's son, Hendrix. His, he was born on November 11th as well, and he just turned two. So I, uh, my, my nephew just turned um, three. Smart as a whip. Oh, that kid is so smart. I mean, I know I'm the proud auntie. I'm bragging. But he is super, super smart. Um, he He's three. He knows all his letters, all his numbers, all his colors. He can count. Um, my sister's now teaching him... Um, letter recognition so he can see them and go this is that letter this is that letter and then she's going to start working with him on reading and um all of that good stuff so but he is so smart i absolutely adore that child i got to see him the other day uh wednesday i think it was my sister wanted me to come and do some dump runs for her so I'm like all right whatever my mom's like i'll pay you okie dokie i'm there uh And I wasn't sure um, if I could come in the house or not because they're on lockdown because my sister's gone back to work and my sister is a nurse practitioner so she's working in the clinic and she's keeping everything as sterile as possible. So I get there and it's his his birthday and he didn't know I was coming. So um, he saw me and he comes running to the door and he's waving at me and I don't open the door. Aunt Teffy doesn't know if she can come in yet. We have to ask mommy if Aunt Teffy can come in. So don't open the door. So I knelt down and we were, the glass pane was in between the two of us. And we were forehead to forehead and hand to hand on the window. And he's like, I love you, Aunt Teffy. I miss you, Aunt Teffy. I'm so glad you came for my birthday, Aunt Teffy. And I'm on the other side of the door. And I love you too, Mighty Mouse my nickname for him because of everything he had to overcome um and then my sister comes to the door and she's like well you can come in yes and I open the door and his he's 
tall for his age and his three little three-year-old body literally leapt into my arms and wrapped himself around me like a spider monkey so i ended up coming into the house with my nephew wrapped around me um my niece who you've heard me talk about um i haven't seen her since her birthday in august so she just turned a year old so she was kind of like i think i know you i maybe i know you your voice sounds familiar, but I sound a lot like my mom. Um, so, yeah, it was wonderful to see him. So I'm going to read you the poem that I wrote for my grandfather for Remembrance Day. And it's called, For Those Who Came Before Us. Become a random act of kindness. Be thankful that you can. For those who went before us are the ones who gave a damn. With a coffee, hand, or smile, pay it forward if you choose. For those who went before us had everything to lose. Share a moment with a vet, with their plates all poppy red. For the ones who went before us, not enough is ever said. For the ones who went before us gave their life without a pause. For freedom in our country, fighting someone else's cause. Keep vigil in your heart each day of every year. For the ones who went before us and the ones who still are here. And I wrote that in 2008 for my grandfather. And when I read it to him, he cried. My grandfather was one who showed emotion. You knew he loved you. You knew and he was mad at you too. But you knew when he lo- that he loved you. He showed it. He hugged you. He told you he loved you. He would kiss you on the top of the head. He would kiss you on the forehead. He would kiss you on the cheeks. He loved you. You knew it. And he expressed his emotion. So when he felt an overwhelming emotion, you knew. And that poem meant a lot to him. Um, And I post it every year on Facebook for Remembrance Day. It was in um, our local newspaper. I sent it to them and they printed it in the Midland Mirror. um, I think in 2008 or 2009. If you want to go back and look at the old issues, it's in there. And uh, I made a poetry book for them. And they kept it right up until the day my grandfather died and my grandmother moved in with my mom and it got put in storage. Not exactly sure where it is now. Oh, excuse me. You have to bear with me. I'm very, very tired because I'm working very, very hard. And we got invited to dinner tonight. Um, So there was fig wine i'm pretty sure it was fig wine we're gonna go with fig wine it was a fruit wine and he has fig trees so we're gonna go with fig um i mean the shepherd's pie and it was a really interesting shepherd's pie i've never had a shepherd's pie like this um i think there was meat in it i'm not entirely sure there was a whole lot of potato and cinnamon was a prevalent spice and i think fig leaves they could have been olive leaves. I'm not exactly sure. It was a Palestinian shepherd pie. Um, yeah. And then she made these bars for dessert. Oh, these these cookie, cakey, sweet, really, oh my goodness, they're so good. And they have a peanut on them. Half a peanut. <laughs> But they're so good. Oh, my goodness. It was wonderful. It was really, it was a really, really good meal. 
and um, it was very appreciative. I was very appreciative of the meal. We were invited because, you know, the work is pretty much done on this house. We are done with this house. I mean, there's little things, um, and he has my number, so, you know, he'll call me back to do little things here and there, and he's, he owns other properties, so I'm sure he'll have me doing other stuff as well, but uh, for the most part, this house is finished. We're done with the major renovations and and work on this house. Um, and I'm kind of glad to see the back end of this house <laughs> because it's it hasn't been an entirely great experience here um, I've had some horrible experiences I've had some painful emotional experiences here and uh, Remember the house that I was telling you guys about um, quite a while ago, I think. And I had said that uh, I was paranormal investigating it and I brought home a friend. Well, guess what? Same house. So that friend is not pleased with me. Um, and I ended up enlisting the aid because... I'm not going to get into a lot of detail as to what has transpired while I've been here. Um, let's just say that this entity has intimate knowledge of me and I had to enlist some um, help, outside help in dealing with this. And it's been dealt with and it's all good and things are all grand and lovely. And when I go home tomorrow, um, well today, because this will come out on Friday, um, that'll be the end of that. And when I come back to this house, I am well prepared. I have everything that I need and it won't ever happen again. And the entity will probably just move on because we've actually made it a very uncomfortable environment for it to be here so it'll move on um, but that's not the worst of the experiences that I've had here so while I was here um, I haven't seen my grandmother since January because of COVID we went to Florida we went to see my grandmother before we went to Florida and she had a very lucid moment while we were there. She has Alzheimer's, had Alzheimer's. And she had a very lucid moment in January. And she knew who I was as soon as she saw me. And she's always done this, even when, you know, I was little. As soon as she saw me, hi, you. And when I walked in, and she saw me in January. She looked up at me and she said, Hi, you. And I knew, Grandma, there's my Grams. There's my Grams. She's there. And um, we told her we were, Mom and I were heading to Florida. And uh, she was giving us suggestions at places to stop along the way. <laughs> because her and my grandfather used to drive to Florida every year. And I would go with them. So this was kind of cool. I was making this pilgrimage with my mother because I've never actually been to Florida with my mom. My brother and sister have. I haven't. Now, there's 10 years between me and my sister and 12 between me and my brother. So by the time my mom and dad 
oh, excuse me, we're taking my brother and sister to uh, Florida. I was already moved out, had kids and doing the, you know, adult thing. Anyway, um, so it was a wonderful visit in January. And then um, we had to make an unscheduled return early because of COVID. And I haven't seen her since because her home's been in lockdown. Well, I was kind of hoping, um, because things had loosened up a little bit, they didn't have any cases, I was hoping I could get over to go and see her, because she's not far from here, she's like 20 minutes. And my mom called me on um, a Saturday, I think it was Saturday, I talked to my mom. And she said, you know, Grams isn't doing well. Okay, well, you know, all right. She's 93 and she has end-stage Alzheimer's. Um, Grams hasn't done well before. What are we talking? Is she, you know, circling the drain, trying to freak us all out? And then she's going to go, yeah, no, you know what? Not today. Because that's what she does. And um, my mom's like, no, no, I think the doctors are concerned. This, this could be, this could be it. And I'm like, all right, sure, okay, whatever. So Sunday, um, my mom called my aunt on Saturday, and my aunt came up. It's my mom's sister, and my aunt came up. And uh, Saturday, Sunday, 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 Sunday. I don't know, Sunday. I'm pretty sure it was Sunday. Um, we went to the home that she's in. My mom, my aunt, and I went and to go see her. So my mom goes in first because COVID. And uh, she comes out and she's like, she's completely unresponsive. She's not taking anything by mouth. Like she's not eating. She's not drinking. Um, you know, just be forewarned. She's really, really tiny. And she she looks horrible. So my aunt goes up. And my mom is like me, uh, or I'm like my mom. We're very stoic. So my aunt goes up and she comes back down and uh, she's in tears. Um, my aunt does not handle things like this very well. She doesn't handle emotional distress very well. So I'm like, oh, great. Okay, so here we go. So I go in, I gown up and up I go. And uh, as I'm coming into her room, um, because they had her quarantined because she had a lot of the symptoms of COVID. And when I'm coming into her room, the nurse is there trying to get her to drink some grape juice with a straw. And I said to the nurse, you know, I'm her granddaughter. I'm always able to get grams to do stuff. Do you want me to give it a try? And she's like, oh, would you please? Not a problem. So I took the juice and my grandmother was very responsive, which was bizarre because my mom said she's completely unresponsive and, you know, she's fighting with me and she's got her lips pursed and she's moving her head from side to side. And, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. She did not want any part of that straw. So the other nurse that was there said, why don't I get um, some, they have this thick orange juice that you can feed it to them on a, with a spoon. Okay, let me try that. So he goes and he gets that and he comes in and he says, you know, well, I do have her, her meds on her, on a spoon. Like they crunch them all up and they put them in this, I don't know what it is, kind of paste. 
and they gave it to them. And he's like, do you want to give that to her? And he goes, she doesn't like it very much. It doesn't taste very good. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. She likes me right now. She doesn't need to like you. You can give her the icky stuff. I will give her the good stuff. So she took her meds, and then I got about half of the cup of this thick orange juice into her. She took it off the spoon. Not a problem. And um, she was holding my hand when I first got there. And she had opened her eyes, and she was looking at me. And I'm like, hi, Grams. And I swear she did like a, hi, you. But it was like more of a breath. I can't be positive that's what she said. But you know what? I'm going with that. And um, when I had to give her the juice, I needed my other hand. I'm like, Grams, I need my hand. You can't, you can't hang on to my hand if I have to give you this stuff. So she put her hand on the side of my face instead and held my face. While I fed her this stuff, it was, it was very sweet. Um, and I got to thinking, she always seems to rouse when I'm there. Is she feeding off of my energy? And any of you guys can think, oh, no, you're crazy. Um, I don't care. Anyway, um, you know, is she feeding off of my energy to stick around? Is she sticking around for me? Because, you know, I'm not going to be able to handle her leaving. I don't know. So I didn't go Monday. Because I wanted to test the theory and sure enough mom's like you know she's unresponsive she's not taking anything by mouth so Monday was the first day of nothing by mouth period no um, no liquid no food no medications um, so I didn't go Monday, so then I decided, okay, well, I need to go Tuesday. I need to go see her. I mean, she's not taking anything by mouth. She's unresponsive. Maybe this is it, and I want to go see her. So I go to see her, and she didn't open her eyes, but um, she did worm her little hand out from underneath her blanket and hold my hand, and she was very unresponsive. Um, They had her on oxygen. Now, you have to understand that... I know it sounds cruel that she wasn't eating and there was no IV. We weren't putting in a feeding tube. My grandmother was a DNR, which is a do not resuscitate. She also had the clause put in to not administer any um, life-saving measures if she was, you know, taking a turn for the worse. She was 93 with end-stage Alzheimer's. And when my grandmother was first diagnosed, um, her and my grandfather knew that when it got to the point that she would need a feeding tube or she would need um, a, a trach to breathe, that that would mean it was at the end. And she didn't want any of those life-saving measures. She wanted nature to just take its course. So they just had the, the nose cannula in for oxygen and it wasn't doing anything because she was breathing through her mouth. So she wormed her little hand out and um, held her hand. And she said two words to me. Help me. All she said was help me. And I told her I would do the best I could. I didn't know what I could do for her. Um, I had people that were, you know... 
saying prayers and lighting candles and doing the best that they could to help send her on her way. It was time for her to go. As much as I want my grandma to stay, it was time for her to go. And I spent a good visit with her and I talked to her and I told her, you know, enough's enough, old lady. Time to go. Quit messing around. So I left on the Tuesday and on the Wednesday I went over to my sister's and um, they they had decided to take her off the oxygen because like I said, it wasn't doing anything for her. And um, she was having these horrific shakes where her whole body would just shake like it was on a rumble strip or something. I don't know. Just her whole body would just shake violently. And then she would calm. And then she would shake again. And then she would calm. So they decided to give her hydromorph um, for the shaking and for the pain. And I knew the minute that they made that decision that that was it. Grams wasn't going to pull out of this one. She wasn't going to surprise us all with her spunk. Um, and she survived a lot. Like, she's had pneumonia, I don't know how many times. She's had some serious infections. She's had skin cancer. She broke her leg in two places, had surgery to fix her leg. So, I mean, she's, like, gone through a lot and pulled through. So it was very hard for me to accept the fact that she wasn't going to pull through this. Um... Still not taking anything by mouth, so now it's two days. So Wednesday, Remembrance Day, November 11th, celebrated my nephew's birthday, had a lovely dinner, um, came back to the house. Now, Kurt had gone home for a few days because it was his son's birthday on Wednesday as well, and he came back Wednesday night. And I am very thankful, very thankful that he was here Um because 10 o'clock that night, um, get a phone call from my mom's phone, and it's my sister. <laughs> and it's my sister, because my mom can't talk. Because my gra- my, my, my grams had just died. I was supposed to go see her on Wednesday, and I didn't. I thought, oh, I can go Thursday. It'd be not a problem. I can go see her. My mom and my aunt went and saw her on Wednesday. She said she didn't look really good. Oh. And I thought, well, she'll hang on one more day. She's got to hang on one more day. She can't, she can't die on my nephew's birthday. She can't. She couldn't hold out two more hours, I'm telling you. Uh, and I don't know, I don't remember a lot after the phone call. I remember kind of talking to my mom. I think I talked to my sister more. My grandma was my whole world. My grandma raised me when I was little. She was always the one that could see right through me. She always knew when something was wrong. When I'd done something that I shouldn't have, <laughs> and I needed to fess up, and uh, 
get it out and get it over with, as she would say, and let it go. Um, she's a big part of my childhood, big part of my world. And as you can tell, it's it's been a week now. And it's still, uh, it's still really hard. Um, she was an amazing woman. An absolutely amazing woman. And she has left a huge hole in our family. But uh, I don't know how I would have gotten through that night if it hadn't have been for um, Kurt picked me up off the floor, <laughs> literally, literally picked me up off the floor because uh, when Heather called and told me that Grams had died, I just dropped to my knees. I mean, I know it's silly. She was 93. It was expected. But Grams. She was the last grandparent that I had. My mom and my sister, poor things. They're orphans. <laughs> oh. So that's why there wasn't a podcast last week, because I always podcast on Thursday. And uh, I was fully intending to podcast. And I got the phone call at 10 o'clock Wednesday night. My grams had died. And I thought, okay, you know, that was yesterday. I can do this. I can pull myself together. I can do this podcast. Um, like I said, I had things planned. And then with the death of my grandmother, um, I was going to dedicate the entire episode to her. And um, I was talking to Dave about it. And I broke down. I said, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. It hasn't even been 24 hours. Hell, it hadn't even been 12 hours. Um, so, yeah. I couldn't do it. Last week. So, you're getting the... And you, you figure, I'm blubbering through this week's... You imagine what I would have sounded like last week. That's all you would have had for like forty-five minutes. That's all you would have got. Because I wouldn't have. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even talk about it without breaking down into like the ugly, heaving, sobbing cry. Yeah, I ugly cry. I full-on ugly cry. I'm all right with that. Crying shouldn't be pretty. It's a it's a painful emotion. It shouldn't be pretty. Curse you all that cry pretty. Whew. So, uh, Remembrance Day has another meaning. Um, it was the day my grandma died, too. My nephew's birthday, it's Remembrance Day, and it's the day my grandma died. Now, the tie-in between Remembrance Day and my grandmother is my grandfather. Remember I had said um, there's things that I wanted to talk to you, tell you that I would remember. Um, my grandfather was in the army at the time 
and he went to a dance at the local community hall with his sister. Now his sister was bringing a friend and that friend was my grandma and my grandfather and my grandma met and now my grandmother was engaged to somebody else at the time. (laughs) And they met at this dance and um, they spent a couple of weeks hanging out, getting to know each other. um, And falling in love and my grandmother (laughs) mailed her engagement ring back to her fiance and said no I'm sorry wedding's off Um, I'm in love with somebody else and her and my grandfather were together ever since they were an amazing love story Um, my grandfather absolutely doted on my grandmother he loved her more than life itself and he would always come up behind her and wrap his arms around her and kiss the side of her cheek and say slip me some slobber Sylvester nothing makes me thicker and she batted his hands and tell him you know go away go away and uh, giggle of course you know she'd giggle but when he died um she was very angry at him for a very long time. <laughs> and I'm not sure if she ever got over the anger or the Alzheimer's just made her forget she was angry. But she was very angry at my grandfather. And her exact words were, how dare he go and leave me here without him? So she's with him now. Um, and that's a blessing because that's all she wanted was to be with him. She asked me a few years ago uh, when she was still living, when her and my mom were still living in the house in Penetang, she looked at me one morning. My mom was off in Florida or on a cruise or something, and I was staying with my grandma because that's what I did. When my mom would go away, I would go and stay with grandma and look after her. And she looked at me one morning, and she says, how long do you expect me to do this? And when I went to see her on Tuesday... I told her this was long enough. You know, this was long enough. I'd let her go. And she took me for a, she took me at my word. <laughs> Off she went. So, yeah, that's why there wasn't a podcast last week. Um, I'm not going to apologize because I'm not sorry. My grandma died. I had a good reason. Um, so that's one of the, the painful experiences that I've had in this house. My little friend here is another one. And then um, you've heard me talk about this ghostwriting gig that I've been doing. Um, and I'd finished one book and it was on the final stage of edits. And it you know, had done really well in reader review and was moving along very well. And we were at the final stage where I would get my final payment. And this was the next day. Uh, so this would have been Thursday, um, the day I was supposed to do the podcast. And I got an email from um, the head of the company telling me, essentially, I had been fired. That the book that I wrote for them, all of a sudden, went from 
an A, a 9 out of 10, to a D, and it was unsalvageable, and they were just going to give the idea to another writer and cancel the contract. Do what now? That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And then um, in the same email, I was already working on another book for them. And they said, you know, if you want to walk away from this one too, we would totally understand. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Screw you. So I um, talked to Dave because I talked to Dave about everything. (laughs) And... um, as you've probably heard on, I don't know if you mentioned it on his podcast, I don't remember. Anyway, um, I talked to Dave and um, I decided that I was going to walk away from the second contract that I had with them because I strongly felt that it would get the exact same treatment and run around and result that the first one did. So, now if you go to Amazon, you go to Goodreads, you go to Barnes & Noble, hell, you go to their website. I am still there as co-author of this freaking book. They haven't changed any of that yet. None of it. It's still there. So I'm going to give it to the end of November. And if it has not changed, I will be contacting them and going, okay, you know what? Pay up because you're still using my image, which you now have to start paying for because I am no longer an employee. That is a paid image. You are using my bio. You're using my information. You are obviously using my story that I wrote, the book, after you canceled the contract, so you need to pay me for that. So, that could be fun. Yay me. Um, Yeah, so the next day, after my grandmother died, I essentially got fired. Um, And I do have to say, thank God for tempered glass screen protectors, because um, that was more than I could mentally handle... Uh, and I threw my phone across the kitchen. Um, and again, you know, thank you, Kurt, for picking me up off the floor, literally. And he kind of picked up my phone and looked at it and just kind of flipped it over and put it on the shelf. Um, and then I, you know, bawled hysterically, pulled myself together and looked at him and went, oh crap, please tell me I did not break my phone. And he walked away. (laughs) He just turned and walked away. (laughs) So I grab my phone and all I can see is this shattered mosaic of squiggly lines across the screen. I'm like, oh dear Lord, baby Jesus, please just be the tempered glass screen protector. So I start to peel it back. It starts coming off in bits and pieces. <laughs> um, but yes, it was just the screen protector that shattered. Um, so needless to say, I got in the car the next day and went and bought another one and put it on my phone. 
um, which is good because I've dropped my phone a couple of times and the screen has a couple of cracks in it, or the screen protector has a couple of cracks in it, so I need to go and get a new one. Yay for the dollar store! Um, but yeah, that was like, kick a person when they're down, um, and it was way more than I could deal with, so I just completely and mentally shut down. So there was no podcast last week. It wasn't happening. I, I thought I could make it happen. I thought I could pull it together and do it. And just, it got to, like I said, it got to like 10 o'clock, I think, or 11 o'clock. I don't know. 9 o'clock. I don't even know what time it was. And I was talking to Dave about it and about what I wanted to do. And again, I broke down. And then I told him, you know, I can't do this. Just put up a thing that says, you know, Lupus Bits will be back next week due to a death in the family, whatever. And he put up a really nice um, notice. Uh, I think um, my brain has just decided that, you know, you've worked all day today. You've worked every day for the last three weeks. It is 10 after 12. Good night. <laughs> it's just decided. It just shut off. Um, it has been an emotional experience for me here, especially this last week. Mostly this last week. Um, I am going to say goodnight. My throat is getting very dry. And I need some water. Alright everybody. See ya. Carry on my son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.